Okay, all good. We're live. Joined today by Roman Zivanov, so Rio Media. Roman's first question: Have you recovered from our weekend? Yeah, um, we'll see. I'm still. It's still. It's still. It's still the process of recovery. I managed to. I managed to go to the gym today, so it's an achievement of itself. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Roman's actually stayed at my place, and we went to see. Uh, Peggy Goo in Liverpool, which was fun, but that's another story for another day. Today we're here to talk about um, the current landscape in Facebook ads, and we're going to dive straight into the first topic. What is the problem with ROAS, aka return on ad spend? So, Romans, let's just set the frame on this, right? Like, typically, how is ROAS being used to measure? success of ads by agencies and what's the problem with it today and why does it not work anymore the same way it may have used to mm -hmm. yeah um i guess um back in the day um 2018 maybe even 2019 um agencies paid media agencies could uh, uh, scale brands uh, relatively, I wouldn't say easy, but in a more straightforward way, um, looking, um, yeah, just looking at Facebook ad account and looking at ROAS, because uh, obviously at, back in the day, pre in the pre-IOS era, it was relatively easy and uh, um, you didn't need to analyze data, you need to be, you, need to, you didn't need to have data specialists, you didn't need to say, uh, look into the overall strategy um you just needed to be really 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 good at understanding what creatives uh, worked and uh, be quite good at media buying that's it um and it obviously breeded um breeded a lot of um agencies that started thinking in a copy paste approach um that you know that this is this is the way and you know and i still and I still see agencies you know, that that still think in that way. You know, we have a lot of the clients that come to us that have been burned, which is you know no no longer a surprise to us. Um, by by other agencies that would either you know promise or uh, they would create some sort of a plan for uh, media buying strategy, but it'd be just um, it, you know it would be based on what used to work in a day, and it's quite you know it's quite unfortunate because we moved on. Um, long time ago in in marketing is a quite dynamic space so um uh, i anticipate that you know a lot of the agencies paid media it seems that still think will still think that that's the only way of driving business you know it's it, they they most probably stand no chance in the future so why did it used to work i suppose like what's changed in particular so we'll, we'll start on like a high level first, right? Like obviously Facebook, it was probably the CAC was a lot lower and it was more profitable to acquire customers. Has that been the fundamental change or is it just that using this as a KPI is flawed as a methodology? Um, actually both. Um, and even more than that, um, coupled with iOS uh, changes, um, obviously we're not going to dive into that because it's... Uh, it's a rabbit hole of, it, of itself, but um, yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's the fact that um, um, the 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 ecosystem, the e-commerce ecosystem, um, wasn't 
now it's kind of been developing and it's maturing right now and, and more and more people trying to get into data analysis and, and trying to understand unit economics and, and, and do it the right way. Back in the day, it, 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 you didn't need to do that. Um, so, you know, therefore it was relatively easy to scale. Um, but, you know, if we dive in into, into the metric itself, um, if you can, you know, if we compare a typical DTC brand to, um, to any other business which isn't online uh which requires um which requires uh thinking in terms of data and unit economics um you know a, a typically a mature business would 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 have someone understanding how things work and how different you know objectives um correlate with with each other you know why should certain market activ activities exist um, you you know you kind of need to back it up with some data numbers and not just you know pay it you know look at Facebook ads or Google ads and see you know we're winning. Um, you'd need to have like some sort of overall um, idea of what's going on um, and uh, plus you know all of the competition, um, a lot of the beauty brands. You know, we've worked with a lot of brands, uh, mainly probably seventy percent of our uh, of our clients um, are either beauty or uh, or um a pure brands um and and um the competition the saturation is very high now uh, you have to figure out different ways to market yourself you you, you gotta be you gotta be smart you, ha you have to be efficient um and therefore you know more competition means obviously um less um advertising uh, um uh, advertising space and uh, therefore customer acquisition cost goes up um, and and uh, now you, you, you now you start you need to start paying attention to blended metrics. Yeah. So if we're going to um, disregard ROAS, then what would be a better solution forward? Um, I would say, yeah, I would say, um, I would say no need to disregard isolated ROAS um, entirely. It's still good to see, um, to have an idea how. Um, um, a certain channel uh, performs on its own, um, but um, uh, what we started looking at is multiple metrics, depending on the brand, of course. But uh, there is EROS or uh, MER, um, Media Efficiency Ratio. Um, obviously, it's not applied to startups. You know, if you, I guess, if uh, if you're anywhere under, it's one million in in yearly revenue. Um, uh, Mer or EROS, uh, which means um, uh, it's basically you look at your blended ROAS um, that you get from all of your channels and you divide it by the ad spends um, and you get your sort of a blended metric. Um, for for uh, early stage digital brands, it's, it's obviously difficult, like you, you can't really make yeah. a solid judgment. Um, but you know, for, for, um, for more mature brands, it's, it's the way to go. Um, plus, sometimes we'd look at custom acquisition costs or blended custom acquisition costs um, to judge, you know, the success of uh, of overall marketing performance. But the thing is, it requires it, it requires you to take into account so many different things, not just you know, not just advertising. You, as a marketer, you'd need to look at um, um, uh, um, retention. You'd need to look at uh, how. Uh, acquisition uh, feeds retention. Um, you'd need to understand, uh, like for example, we're 
we're we're getting deeper into PNL of our clients. If we you know if we do different type of deals, obviously if we see that we we can contribute more to the business, um, um, I've made it a requirement for us to look at PNL and understand how um, uh, uh, different market ch channels um, impact. Uh, profitability of the business mm -hmm. um so the different levels you know the, the, the different metrics and different levels i guess of um i guess how 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 advanced you, you want to go in terms of understanding your business it, it really depends on where you're at um, um but yeah um, I, would, I would say to start with uh, blended ROAS and blended custom acquisition costs confirmed do you think that's frustrating for a lot of brands because this is something I hear as well as a kickback to us. Well, I can't gauge the effectiveness of a particular channel if I'm going to follow that approach. What would you respond to that? Well, what's the solution? Is it to implement post-purchase surveys or is it just to get over that OCD maybe obsession of and look at things holistically? Hmm. Yeah, um, it is frustrating. <laughs> um, to be honest, um, I have no answer to this. To this, uh, to, I'm I'm dealing with different type of clients, and the only solution that I found is education. Um, um, as an agency, we just created like I created a slightly different offer um, for those who like. Well, when we work with clients, we try to look to pay attention in how they think about growing their business. If they're not involved, um, if they're not really involved in the marketing, and they're not interested in in understanding how marketing works. Um, then I, I can't really help. I can't really make someone want um, to understand things at a deeper level. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there. I'm not there to teach business. Um, all I can do is to kind of um, allow them to um, to bring in a new perspective on how things are supposed to be done and and do it sort of in a logical manner. And you know, if you're a brand and you're thinking how how can I look at uh, my 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 d2c business or e-commerce business from a holistic point of view um i think it's you know a good starting point is to start talking to people who who seem to understand what they're talking about yeah it's it's interesting isn't it because i think before it was very fragmented like last mm. few years you had um actually agencies even competing against each other where you would have the facebook team and the email team and then one or the other would say, you need to invest more into email, you need to invest more into Facebook, you need to invest more into TikTok, Pinterest, Google. And everyone would almost compete for the client's um, share of their sort of allocated marketing spend and say their channel was more effective than the other. Whereas now, I think everyone realizes they're sort of dependent on each other and they need to prop up the whole ecosystem together. So that compartmentalized approach isn't working because actually, as you said, everyone realizes that there's just so many touch points as well that they need yeah. to work together. And obviously, if you are losing tracking and attribution, then it sort of becomes a necessity rather than something like a nice to have. Yes, agreed, hundred percent. It's, yeah, it, it, it's. I think it's also it's it's a mindset shift for for a lot of brands to make um, about what. Act, what, what marketing activities should they include internally, um, and, and what should they outsource to um, externally to agencies, and how these agencies should work together? Because you know, um, you, you and me, we agree on the fact that if you know if you work together cohesively and, and, and 
and agencies understand why they're doing it, why they're doing certain things, um, what they're trying to achieve. Um, and if they're on the same page, it's, it, it's better for everyone, but it's a mindset shift. You know, I, I, when I talk to startup brands, um, they, um, they're still trying to make decisions based on, 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 on short-term metrics, um, whether it's isolated yeah. ROAS or they have no clue, you know, why subscription uh, rate or subscription um, to purchase rate actually matters. They completely miss, you know, disregard that part of the funnel. Um, but then when you come to, to a point where you actually want to kind of explain the situation, why it matters and why it matters for both for, you know, for customer acquisition and both the email, um, you know, those who, you know, those who kind of understand that, yeah, actually it doesn't matter. You don't want to drive traffic to convert on the first touch point. Um, you know, you want to drive traffic um, and make sure that your marketing funnel is aligned with the consumer customer journey. And there's, as you said, there, there is so much needs to take place in order to align your marketing funnel with uh, with what customer is comfortable with, you know, and and that requires a more uh, um, yeah collaborative approach to to work. Let's move on to the next one. We've got a few comments. This is definitely Juliana. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Attention is yes. Let's let's do a quiz. What's more important, attention on the customer acquisition. Yeah. Yeah, 80-20 rule, remember. 80-20, <laughs> when all else fails, just say the 80-20 rule. So the next um, topic we said we were going to discuss, and this is something that's quite pervasive in the industry, is that you need to ramp up the velocity of testing your creatives. And this was sort of a reaction to, wasn't it, the iOS? It's like, what should we do? Well, you should test more creatives. And there was a lot of pushback where people said, actually, well, you should be testing creatives anyway. Why all of a sudden do you need to test more creatives? Fundamentally, what would mm. necessitate people having to require more testing, more creatives? It seems like someone was trying to patch over something that didn't really know the answer to, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion. And, and I just couldn't understand the logic behind that. So yeah why is it necessary to test a high volume of ad creatives in response to these changes um yeah i don't i don't i don't understand why <laughs> um and to be quite honest i was a bit disappointed well it's not like i'm um uh, i was looking for a clear answer from uh from uh, uh the uh from marketers and agencies that i kind of look up to look I'm still looking up to them, um, but um, I also uh, I've also seen and, and heard them talking about the fact that you know just let's double down on the creative, let's make sure the creatives are even better. Uh, we test more yeah. of them, um, and I guess for someone who, um, I think I think. It's got its place, yeah. You, you, you know, if if your creative if your creative isn't isn't good, then you need to to, to make a better one. Um, but there has to be a reason. There has to be objective for what for why why you should be doing it and how do you measure success or creative and so on and so forth. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. I think this this advice is based on um, again on on short term thinking um, and not willingness to dive deeper into. Um, the business 
itself yeah. and you know why why that you know how can we solve that how can we solve that problem differently what else matter what actually matters when it comes to um scaling growing a, an e-commerce business profitably um do we yeah. need why do we need more creators what's what's the philosophy behind it if we're going to test more creators we need to say uh, you know, we need to hire a creative agency, or we need to develop internally something, you know, like a, a creative engine that takes resources, you know, uh, that's time, labor, people. Um, why, 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 why should we invest in in in, in that? Um, whereas maybe we we can look into the data a little bit better, understand what you know what we can do with our existing data, um, and and uh, what data we actually need to collect from our customers. Um, is it is it that we need maybe to install multi-step pop-ups and uh, collect data that way? Maybe we can uh, we need to um, send post-purchase surveys um, and, uh, um, and and dig deeper into uh, who who's our ideal audience and you know what it, what what the quality what type of quality audience we want actually want to focus on um, and uh, solve that problem yeah from a, from a different perspective. Um, but again, you know, creating. Testing, testing more creatives um, is, you know, I found it, it's not usually the answer to the problem. Yeah, when you at scale, when you're probably spending, um, you know, relatively large budgets um, on Facebook ads or TikTok ads. Uh, uh, well, actually, when it comes to TikTok, yeah, you need to have a lot of creatives because, because of the uh, nature of the platform. Um, you need to be constantly testing, and it's kind of tricky to say uh, uh, to understand which which creatives would stick. Um, also, TikTok doesn't really give you a lot of the uh, um, a lot of the data um, and analytics on, on on what works well. Uh, where with Facebook, um, yeah, with Facebook, it's it's uh, it takes place, but you know, I, I don't think I don't think it's uh, um, is the answer at all. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because I'm not trying to bash ads agencies, by the way. I think a lot of them actually uh, really care and, you know, have tried hard to find solutions. And I've actually seen like a lot of intelligence conversation on LinkedIn, Twitter as well, of how people are trying to navigate around the choppy waters. And it just seems strange. There's a loss of data and like lack of attribution. So why is the solution to ramp up testing velocity of creatives? It doesn't seem to make sense to the fundamental problem, which as you said, people are not able to um, understand the return that they're spending yeah. on the apps. So why do we need to ramp up creative testing to, to counteract that? It doesn't seem like it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, um, it's like if you if you run a a, um, a a different type of business, let's say you know we're not running an e-commerce business, it could be anything else really. Um, why would I need to put in more uh, money into advertising um, um, or testing different creatives if I don't truly understand my fundamentals? Um, if I don't know what actually brings a return on investment uh if i don't know that much about my customer if i you know if i don't utilize the other channels to bring in customers um there are so many ways you know we can solve that solution or we can start approaching this this problem um why 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 to double down triple down on 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 something that actually takes a lot of resources a lot of analysis um and if you run you know if you're extensively running uh, creative tests. Um, you need to do it in a scientific way if you want to. You know, just like conversion rate optimization, you know, 
um, you, 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 you need to analyze different, different parts of your creatives. Uh, there are influencers, user seeds, um, uh, different placements. It's, um, it's a bit of a headache uh, to even organize this process on its own. But when you start to scaling it, it's, it becomes even more difficult. So I would, you know, I would typically, I, I would argue against it unless, um, unless there are processes in place, we know the, why we're doing it, the clear data shows us what, what to do. And, uh, um, uh, you know, we know that it's not going to become a mess when we start scaling the creative testing. Interesting thoughts, mate. Interesting thoughts. So what's, let's, let's end this on a summary of what we think would be an effective way to move forwards based on all the things we've talked about. What would be a message to people running Facebook ads at the moment to overcome these issues? What's the solution or at least what's part of it? Sit back, uh, take a, um, um, I guess, yeah, chill, chill a little bit with, uh, with uh, creative testing and, and, and trying to run um, through different agencies or different media buyers, or try and you know try and uh, find a shortcut to see the growth or, or, or scalability of your business. Um, as I as I already mentioned, you know what I what I would always do. I would I sit I sit uh, with uh, different marketers of different brands and try I try to question their uh, you know, how they do things um, and why they do them in the first place. Uh, the, the 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 best place to start is to start having um start having conversations with people who are who are actively growing brands or who help um uh, grow brands uh like for example agencies but um and and uh start with fundamentals because the i mean it, it sounds like a cliche but most most brands miss that part dramatically they don't pay attention to even unit economics so um as an agency we need we sometimes know that business is better and they're paying out better than they do, um, which is quite surprising. I mean, as a business owner, you should, you know, at least someone has to be responsible for that. Um, start with understanding the numbers and start um, um, developing a good reasoning for why you should allocate different resources uh, across your marketing channels in, in what way, in what priority. Um, it's, I think it's quite logical. Maybe it's just, this is why, how I think typically, but in a, in a very sort of logical rational approach and you know i was trying to detach myself from um from from the situation or from the, from the brand that i'm working with and i tried to find uh similar examples of businesses that solve this problem um that that exist outside of e-commerce essentially yeah. or, i mean it's one of the ways of doing it yeah so don't panic hire real media and give all the money to Romans. That's the solution. That's yeah. I was subconsciously putting that seed in the, <laughs> uh, in everyone's head. <laughs> cool, mate. Well, we're going to end it. Yeah. Thank you for your time. If anyone's got any other questions, I can see the comments flooded with a bit of back and forth. A lot of banter. It's, it's, uh, I, th I think it's old Juliana talking to oh, you. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few of us joining in, but mostly Juliana, of course. Uh, feel free to post your questions, Romans, and I'm sure he will get back to you. But otherwise, going to end things here. Thank you for your time once again, mate. Thank you for having me. All the best.